Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Today's guest has been on the show about three years ago where he launched a product that is since, and some of you probably seen online. He spent years developing and researching ways you can improve muscle, cardiovascular, bone density, and he's a really qualified biohacker and walks around looking like that. I saw an article, they called him like the, the Tony Stark of bodybuilding, uh, which was kind of a kind of a cool thing, although I wouldn't call him a bodybuilder uh, by... I, I think it was Tony Stark of the fitness industry. Fitness industry, there you go. Because you're, yeah. you're, not, you're not really a bodybuilder, you kind of look like one, but that's not what you do. The fitness no. industry, there you go. So who was that anyway? Was that like Men's Health or something? Uh, no, Chicago Tribune. Chicago Tribune, there you go. It was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And... So his name is John Jaquish, is PhD, and he first came on the show because he had this bone density building device, uh, one that I've tested out uh, in the labs down in LA. But most interestingly, he developed a way to put on muscle three times faster than you can do by picking up rocks, which is pretty much all of weightlifting. And he launched it on the show three years ago. And since then, I've seen dozens of pro athletes talking about it using it and it's it's really done quite well. So I wanted to share with our listeners what are the things that it takes in order to not waste time lifting weights or doing cardio and even to talk about your book cuz you just wrote a book about all this kind of stuff. So John, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Dave. I'm excited. Let's talk about your mom. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, <laughs> I got down down this path because my mother was diagnosed with osteoporosis and uh, built a series of medical devices to emulate high impact forces. So in the emulation of Im- high impact force, we get the benefit of the high impact with the bone mass and uh, without any of the downsides, which would be potential injury. So like gymnastics, for example, very powerful bone density. They also retire at an average age of 19 because they're so injured. So the challenge was, how do we get the benefits without the drawbacks? So building impact emulation devices is what I did and filed patents on those. And, and there's, uh, um, there's the, the biodensity device uh, mm-hmm. as well, which is the one, um, that you that's my first pioneered. One, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the one that, um, people have probably seen on videos at upgrade labs. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting because when you talk about mimicking high impact, okay. I used to weigh 300 pounds and I'm still whatever today around 230 with the amount of muscle I'm carrying. So high impact for me as a 48 year old, who's had three knee surgeries seems stupid. Beyond. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're great with impact when we're kids. Well, and coincidentally, peak bone mass is at 30 years of age. So people grow bone and then they reach 30 and then it starts to starts to diminish. And uh, I I have an iPhone app called Fracture Proof. And when you look at the way that works, like you enter your body weight, you hold it on your hip and you jump up in the air and land and see how many multiples of body weight you can create. If you are beneath 4.2 4.2 multiples of body weight, you're doing nothing for bone. Nothing. That's the wow. minimum dose response. So it's, it's challenging. People, I, I meet postmenopausal people all the time who are like, oh, yeah, I, I go for walks every day for my bone health. And nothing. I, 
Yep. I, I give them the grim reality. Yeah, that's not doing shit. You, Sorry. I mean, it, it'll probably help with lymphatic drainage. Of course. Yeah, circulation. <laughs> mitochondrial is better than doing nothing. Yeah. But don't think you're going to keep from getting osteoporosis by doing that. What about supplements like K2 and vitamin D3 and taking enough magnesium and possibly calcium if you're deficient? Those seem to be pretty important for maintaining muscle mass. I've seen studies. Right. Right. They're building blocks. So like when I'm speaking at conferences and somebody asks that question, I, I give them an example, like, like somebody who lifts weights and takes extra protein or make sure, makes sure their protein intake is higher. They can turn that into muscle. Well, if you just ate the protein and didn't work out, would you grow muscle? No. And everybody seems to know the answer to this question, which is no. Yeah. Right. So why would you expect to take the building blocks for bone, but then do nothing to stimulate the growth of bone and expect to change you get Except, nothing i mean if you if you take testosterone and you eat more protein and you don't start lifting you are going to put on muscle and lose fat because of the bit, hormonal sure. things so i'm thinking yeah. with vitamin d you probably can get a tiny change but it's not enough to matter so like why don't you give it a signal from the environment and you're saying right. the signal needs to be 4.2 times your body weight right uh, which basically is jumping a couple of feet off the ground because 9.8 meters per second squared is the right. acceleration of gravity. So you jump up, if you That's jump right. high enough, and then you land, you could do it. Otherwise, you couldn't do it. And it's That's why right. 4.2. Is this your original research? Or did you find that somewhere? No, uh, there have been a few studies that showed that. One out of uh, Uvalska, Finland, and another one out of Bristol, United Kingdom. Two out of Bristol, United Kingdom. Uh, so we're, we're right. They're all right there at, at four plus multiples of body weight to stimulate any bone growth at all. Okay. And all right. So I'm a relatively young, relatively fit guy. I've had my bone density measured. It's pretty darn strong. I do all sorts of weird stuff, including uh, the X3, mm -hmm. um, and you know, whole body vibration and God knows what else. Right. So what what are the benefits if you're not 85 like your mom uh, to increasing mm -hmm. bone density? Like, what do you get out of it? Oh, I mean, you're avoiding the potential for fragility fracture later in life. The bone you build through the osteogenic loading process, through this heavy loading, uh, you're getting bone built that's going to last in your body for 30 years. So it doesn't go away like muscle. Detraining of a muscle starts in 10 days. So if you stop working yep. out, you lose your muscle in 10 days. It takes you 30 years to lose the bone. So you can put that bone density on and keep it on for long periods of time. That's right. Um, and, and it can benefit you. Your, you know, your huge percentage of your life. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, there's something else that's going on with this as well. And when people have more bone morphogenic protein and higher bone density, they better regulate their blood sugar. So you get less diabetes when you have more bone density. Can you walk me through whatever we know about that, or at least whatever you know about that? Yeah, yeah. The more bone density you have, the more muscular tissue you have that's active, that's participating in uh, GLUT4 signaling, so pulling in um, you know, insulin and glucose and using it correctly. So we, we have a clinical trial on bone density, and we have a clinical trial on type 2 diabetics showing tremendous outcomes, but also the outcomes are stackable. So somebody takes, uh, you know, um, metformin and it's the diabetes anti-aging drug, right? right? Yeah. 
And then, and then, yeah, it's very low side effect, very, very high benefit if you have uh, a, a lousy hemoglobin A1C score. Uh, and then, and then it, it assists you uh, uh, because it's really doing something curative to the muscular tissue. It's it's looking at GLUT4 signaling. It's it's increasing the level of GLUT4 signaling. So the activity in muscle, not so much hypertrophy, but uh, just the efficiency of having it be active and functioning and using these, uh, using its receptors for glucose and insulin, which, you know, for somebody who, who's got metabolic syndrome, they're not using those things. Yep. It, it does appear to make a really big difference. Even if your bone, if your bone density is higher, mm. um, even if you don't add a bunch of muscle, you just have better bones mm -hmm. and ligaments. There seems to be some correlation there. Um, well, this this would be theoretical. Yeah. Uh, because there's just no there's just no study that's that's going to look at similar populations. One with low bone density, one with higher bone no. density, because they're not going to be similar. They're, that's they're not, not. going to be the only incongruency between the two populations. Yeah. So you can't study it. But what I would say is, somebody who has a stronger chassis has stronger bone mass. Are they going to be able to build more muscle? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, like from an engineering perspective, there's limitations within the body governed by neural inhibition. So the more force you put through bone mass, the more likely you are to be triggering at some point the muscles to shut off. Sort of like you can't break your own finger by squeezing a fist, no matter how hard you try. You yep. have a neural inhibitory process that is stopping you. But uh, the more, the stronger you get, the more force you can create. So if I've got mm -hmm. some sort of force measurement device in my hand. I can, that force can continue to go up and up and up. And that limitation is still there, but it's at a different place every time. It, it is at a different place. And, and this, again, there's no study about this. Uh, we know that there's mitochondria in bone. We know there's mitochondria and even mitochondrial production in bone marrow. Um, so there's something going on around higher levels of bone morphogenic protein um, yep. where there's crosstalk between mitochondria from different types of tissues. So what, what I do know 100% is people with high bone density have healthy metabolisms the vast majority of the time. Mm -hmm. And people with low bone density, even yeah. if they have strong muscles, don't have as good of a metabolic profile. So we're like, okay, yeah. even if you're a 22-year-old dude, you want to make sure your bone density is uh is where it ought to be especially if you're experimenting with some sort of weird plant-based diet uh because you're not gonna like where your bone density ends up when you're 30 if you're doing no, that 20 out of 20 studies show you're <laughs> you lose bone density very fast when you go on a vegan diet yeah yeah very damaging it, to bone also very high indications you're gonna die pretty young is it as a fragility fracture after the age of 50 you have a 50 percent chance of death within one year based on the complications of that fracture so does the bone density drop faster than IQ when you go on that diet or no? Yeah. Vegan nutrition also lowers your IQ. So I, uh, I, we're bad people for yeah, saying that. Except you're, you're I, really, I mean, Hey, you're, you're, uh, you're pointing at what holes to dig. I'm just digging. Them. Uh, I was, uh, I was a raw vegan for a while and it actually yeah. does affect your cognition, especially your working memory that there are noticeable differences. I'm sorry. I wish I could eat gravel. It doesn't work. It doesn't <laughs> so. work. Yeah.
All right. Yeah, and uh, and I and I and I also wish plant farming didn't kill seven billion animals a year. But, I know, you know right? No, no matter. I, I say this when, when <laughs> of course, like I say that like at a cocktail party, and there's always some vegan that's upset. I live in California, so they're everywhere. Uh, and so I say, look, like any species that is expanding is taking resources away from another type of species, and True. that's going to equal death. End of story. Like it does not get more complicated than that. So we're like, like I love the image that you posted the other day. Uh, you, you, you responded to it uh, uh, when I, when I, uh, when I sent you a comment. The scorched earth, looking at the monocrop farming. Yeah, it's what it does. It just, just ruins the habitat for anything that would have been there. So this is killing billions of ground squirrels and rats and mice and birds. And birds are being poisoned by the tens of thousands every day. Oh, yeah. And over, bunnies over and corn and cute farms. Yeah. Turtles and salamanders. You got to name the cute ones because that really triggers yeah, people the care. It's true. Nobody cares about the rats. But when you're like, oh, yeah, they're killing the, they're killing the birds. <laughs> like, and, and that's not counting bugs, like, like butterflies and things mm -hmm. like that. So at, now that I've, I'm running a farm with pigs and sheep and now cows, and you can see the biodiversity when you have an ecosystem. So yeah. I, I'm looking at that. And you know, we're talking about in terms of bone density, I think what's happening in your metabolism reflects what's happening in the world of your food supply. So if you're yeah. eating you know, plant-based corn and potato and God knows what else-based fake meat, wow. you know, it's going to reflect in your bone density, in your cognitive mm -hmm. function, in your cell metabolism, and you can't yeah. break it. Well, so what do you eat? I mean, I know some things about what you eat, but tell me about your nutritional thoughts because you're great question. Yeah, I mean, since the last time we hung out, I probably have adjusted a little bit to just more more animal protein. Uh, keeping the fats kind of moderate, so I'm I'm regularly at a caloric deficit. I'm doing one meal a day consistently now. I'm trying to. Also experiment with some things that, that are a little bit easier. Like a lot of people will just not do multiple day fasting. Yeah. They just won't do it. Uh, you know, like I hear a lot, I can't, you know, like. I mean, just do the fasting challenge. I taught all sorts, like 70,000 people yeah. have done my I mean, fasting challenge. Anyone who it, says they I'll can't, like, you know, my instinct is to be like, well, put that in a sentence. Like, you know, I can't be attractive. <laughs> you know, because like if yeah. you stay an obese person, you're not attractive. You're well aware of this. So, you know, I can't keep from dying before 50. Put that, say that to yourself. I'm Does not saying anything good? with a can't word. <laughs> yeah, just don't use the word can't. Yeah. Like, of course you can. Like, people drive fast and eat one meal a day during Ramadan. Yeah. Yeah, like a, more than a billion people a year do this. Like, if they can do it, I promise you, you can do it. <laughs> so yeah i mean i i, I kind of give the tough love to a lot of people who just whine about the fasting but anyway so i'm i'm sticking to this one meal a day program uh i i, I do um uh bacterial fermentation product called fortigen uh that that is uh it's essential amino acids very high concentration of essential amino okay. acids Let, let's then, explain that for for a minute for for people yeah. so, so guys amino acids are the building blocks of protein and you probably suck at breaking down the proteins you eat into amino acids so you can take free amino acids mm -hmm. that are 100 percent bioavailable that's what your fortigen product is right mm -hmm. okay yeah. yeah thank you yeah perfect uh and so yeah like and your body makes a certain amount 
of amino acids and then and then the ones that are called essential are the ones your body can't make. So you got to take them in. So that's really what this this amino acid uh, product is. It's made from bacterial fermentation. We are supposed to eat things that are spoiling. That's kind of the natural way we're supposed to be eating, but for sanitation reasons, we obviously don't. Uh, nor do I recommend that. But Fortigen gets the the amino acids from the fermentation without a you know fermentation itself. Uh, so so then it uh, just has all upside and no down. And so that's a significant portion of my protein. And then I'm just eating one meal a day and at a consistent okay. caloric deficit until I'm going to keep doing this. because This is not sustainable, by the way. I was going to say, eating. I'm a little worried about this OMAD yeah. for long periods of time. Most people break themselves on a regimen like that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like let's say 2,000 calories a day, uh, you know, whereas my basal metabolic rate plus activity is more like 3,000. Um, I'm going to do this until I get to a level of body fat that I feel that I can maintain. Uh, and then, What's so like, uh, I just want to see where, like previously many had said their body, their body starts to fight them at a certain level of body fat. So I've heard this at, you know, 10% body fat, but is that really where, so I know with the essential amino acids, I have an advantage with X3 as a grossly superior workout. Uh, that I'm able to build and maintain a lot more muscle than anybody else would be able to who's not using X3. Uh, so, like, I'm in uncharted territory right now. So how lean can I get? And how, how, how much can I keep it? How easy is it is to, to maintain? So that's the current experiment. I mean, so you're, and, you're happy to go into, like, 6% or something? Is, is, I mean, you're looking at fitness competitor kind of levels? or If, if that's where the road takes me, yeah. I'm, I'm at a little oh. over 7% right now. Okay. I'm at like 73 so, so it, it seems like the studies I've seen, when you get under about 10, your mm -hmm. all-cause mortality starts to go up. And, and there's issues, especially under 7, where you get you know, lung adhesions and tearing of lungs. And yeah, but you got to ask stuff. those people studied, they weren't getting you know, a surplus of protein. Like they were starving. That's a fair point. It's a fair yeah. point. So they had a yeah. lot of other – so I got a huge advantage where I get to basically go around – the limitations of a lot of protein because I get to have, you know, in, in, in 16 calories, uh, I can have the equivalent of 200 grams of protein. I know that doesn't even make mathematical sense, but because amino acids aren't complete proteins, it not really count as calories. Well, some of them raise insulin and they sure act like calories. Some of them don't though. They do act like calories, but you know, according to the FDA, you can't call them calories. <laughs> yeah, but according to the FDA, glyphosate is safe. Like, this is true. If you say according to the FDA, it has a 90% chance yeah, of being right. financially derived bullshit. Yeah, like, I'm tired true. of, you cannot trust them to do anything truth, no. anything. Did if, you know they say half, it's safe? Hey, I posted this today. Half yeah. of their revenue comes from companies they're supposed to be regulating. Oh, in, yeah. In, in, this, in form of fees. I, I've had I mean, enough of those what? guys. Yeah, well... Yeah. Still, I have to comply with the FDA when putting nutritional information we, on my product. We, we all do, so, but the fact that you can't say there's calories in amino acids that get metabolized in the mitochondria to make electrons, yeah. that's because the FDA is lying. Like, fuck you guys there. Yeah, well, this is why I put my Fortigen consumption with my eating window. We're about half an Smart. hour apart. Smart. Yeah. Um, and there are some amino acids you can take probably – 
during a fast that aren't going to raise insulin. Like if you take a little glycine before bed, I don't think that's going to break a fast. But if you take, you know, 20 grams of it, it might. Uh, but yeah. I don't, I know the BCAAs will generally break a fast because of what they do. Absolutely. To insulin, so. Well, BCAAs are not really what your body needs and they don't do anything. Like there's a couple studies that show that they don't, they don't even outperform the placebo. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only plus I've seen for BCAAs is for endurance athletes, by the way, that's not good for your biology, but for mm. endurance athletes, they tend to get sick more often. And if they take BCAAs, it reduces their likelihood of getting respiratory infections. Right. Um, so there's some kind of a benefit there, but generally I think they're way overhyped, um, and, yeah. and all that. Yeah. And well, let's, let's talk a bit about uh, the X3. So I'm going to explain what this thing is right. and then you can explain it better. But, um, you sent me probably the first two prototypes ever in existence That's uh, right. when you were first launching. You were the first guy, the it was me, you and me yeah. were the first guys to use X3. So actually you sent me three and I gave two of them to people at my company, a woman, uh, and a guy who's about 10 years older than me, and I had one. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was before you know, they were fully packaged. And I'm like, this thing works. And, and guys, what it is, it's, it's a, a giant latex rubber band. There's actually three of them and a special bar so it doesn't tweak on your uh, on your joints. It's very different than like a TRX thing. Oh, there you go. You, oh, actually, yep. that one's all silver. The one I have is still black. I probably still have the prototype you sent me, huh? Oh, you still have the prototype. I think yeah, so. Yeah, I still yeah, use the yeah, prototype. It's, it's, no, it's, it's, no, it's made out of anodized aluminum. Oh, it's look like at that sexy thing. Quality. Yeah, you never sent a... me a new one to help you launch your product? And Oh, John, my feelings Sorry. are hurt now. Anyway. Actually, I didn't know you didn't have a new one, but now that you said that, I'll get how, you a new one. How would you know? But here's the interesting thing. So the, the two people I gave it to in my company, neither one is an athlete or, or interested in muscles at all. Both mm -hmm. of them at the end of the month or two, like, can I keep this? Yep. Like they, they actually liked it, even though they weren't into this. Yeah. And um, what I do now uh, for my uh, my muscle stuff is I will do electrical stimulation. I'll do X3. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and occasionally I'll do some of the devices um, at uh, at Upgrade Labs. Yep. You know, we've got a... Uh, we've got a machine called the cheat machine, uh, but they're all based on a similar principle. But the mm -hmm. most portable thing, I actually put my um, extra my luggage on some trips because it's small enough. Sometimes I don't bring the bar, even though the bar is way superior, just because I don't want to carry it. But I'll bring the uh, the band. Yeah, that'll hurt your joints. You don't want to do it, that. It does, but, it, yeah, my joints don't like it. But hey, yeah, no. <laughs> so, you got to have the bar. The bar but just changes it. everything. Just 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 put in your check luggage. I I go. I, like I, you know, I used to fly 200,000 miles a year yep. speaking at uh, bone density and osteoporosis type conferences. And I was all over the world. And I, I, there were trips where I went from San Francisco to Chicago to London to Moscow to Osaka, Japan, back yep. to San Francisco, like literally around the world for like three weeks. Like, you know, you wake up and like you like walk into the wall because you have <laughs> you no idea both, you <laughs> yeah right yeah you do, you do too yeah all hotels yeah. look the same people are like they oh how do. lucky you get to travel like no I, i'm in a four-star hotel it doesn't matter you're there no. to, to you're there to, to help people to teach people and to show something that matters yeah you're not there to be a tourist i i get it mm. um and so, so having but, a yeah my x3 device, comes everywhere with me like okay. i i mean my current x3 probably has six hundred thousand miles on it okay now there are a variety of tubing things you can buy on Amazon and all that. And mm -hmm. when you first reached out to me, I'm like, is this really substantially different than, you know, the, the common brands out there? And yeah. what I found out was, yeah, like there's the alignment from the bar, but I think you're using different uh, strength of bands. 
Uh, what's yeah, what's the, the difference? Quality of polymer is the difference. Okay. So like a lot of things have uh, come out since X3 in the last three years to look like X3. So it's just like surgical tubing. You know, it's like five pounds of resistance. <laughs> and I do realize there is a market in what I call fake fitness. Like, so oh, people sure. will buy a bullshit product knowing it's a bullshit product or suspecting it's a bullshit product, you know, and their budget's like anywhere from 30 to to $100. And it's so they can say they work out at home. And yep. they're not really even planning on using it. It's like, you know, somebody's overweight and they're lazy and they don't want to do anything. And, you know, it's just like, oh, I work out at home. I have you a know, perfect push-up. I don't think you know, it's like, that they're okay. lazy, man. You're talking to a guy who was fat and not lazy at all. I worked my ass off and I just mm -hmm. couldn't lose the weight, right? So it, it, it's not because they're lazy. That's what people who easily lose weight think. It's right, because the people who buy the perfect push-up. They right. know they're not going to get a, wor a real workout from that. Yeah, that, that's a fair yeah. point. I'm just saying that there is a market yeah. out there for Th that. There is. And, yeah. And doesn't it feel great when people take your great idea and make a crappy knockoff so then other people say it doesn't work? No one's ever done that to me with the stuff I make. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I, um, I frequently say to my employees, like, well, what would Dave do in this situation? Because <laughs> of that, like, just cheap, crummy knockoff type stuff and you know the funny thing the customers our customers they they don't like some of them accidentally bought the wrong thing because they thought it was x3 and then they're like hey look at this piece of crap that i bought but then i went and bought an x3 yeah. and here are the results i got from the x3 so it, yeah it, it it all come like the sort of the truth comes out i guess it, it does come out over time mm -hmm. like that's why i'm i'm doing the the line of upgrade lab supplements totally separate from bulletproof i'm not i don't i have no idea what's going on at bulletproof i'm not involved anymore yeah, um, so it. for me to yeah. have transparency and visibility i'm like yeah. no i'm doing my my own coffee and all that stuff and i think that's uh, it's the right thing to do because if, if i'm not willing to put my name behind it just like you with yeah. the x3 bar like you got to put your name behind it yeah so yeah. what's uh what happened when you took the X3 to the Miami Heat? They got rid of their weightlifting program and they're 100% <laughs> X3. They even, I mean, here's the book. Weightlifting is a waste of time. They even yeah, endorsed okay. the book. It's right on the back. There you go. That, it, that's you know, so like solid. Pro teams, everybody think. When's the last time you saw a pro team put their brand on something? Never. They never do that because their brand is so valuable. But the uh, the strength coaching team and, and, and uh, Bill Foran, he's the... He's a strength coach of the team, and he's in the strength coach coaching Hall of Fame. Like, guy's an amazing guy. He's done so many great things. Like, the, the teams he has done programming for are, like, the least injured, mm -hmm. like, throughout history. Uh, and he's been doing this for a long time. And he, when he discovered X3, we had a great phone conversation, and, uh, like, I was, I was on a plane, like, the next day. That's and, yeah, so cool. Yeah. By the way, it, your book – uh, your book hit the Wall Street Journal bestseller list, which is right. more credible than the New York Times list. Like the New York Times list oh, is, the New York is Times, corrupt. Dude, yeah. it has nothing to do with sales. No, it, it, nothing They handpicked those books. Yeah. It's the books they would like to see the most sales in, not the ones that actually had the most sales. And right now, um, my I'll just say I was a consultant, someone you know very well and like a lot. He's like, look, you're a straight white male. You're not getting on the New York Times list. Like, they're straight up bigots. 
Yep, the New York Times is uh, is not a trustworthy list anymore. Uh, in fact, uh, Dr. Mercola, who's been on the show lots of times mm-hmm. and is speaking at the biohacking conference uh, September seventeenth, mm, nice. nice. he's uh, um, he's sold enough books to, to dominate the New York Times list, but he's yeah. blacklisted. So if if the New York Times can blacklist anyone from their list, it's not a list anymore. So yeah, I've been well, on there four times. If they put me on the fifth time, I don't care. Because the Wall Street Journal is more credible, and you hit the right. Wall Street Journal list, which is really cool. Yeah. And you write something that just makes my heart warm. Your weightlifting is a waste of time. The whole point around Upgrade Labs is, guys, you can recover faster than you're supposed to. You do all sorts of stuff. And yeah. if you if you look at your results, you, you're kind of ripped. Like, like, what you're doing works, and you don't it pick works. up heavy things. When you hear someone talk about blood sugar, you might zone out. That's because a lot of us think that it's only relevant to people with type 2 diabetes. But blood sugar is a topic that everyone should understand. If you want to feel good and have energy, you need to balance your blood sugar. Research shows that even healthy people have wild swings in their blood sugar right after they eat, and spikes in blood sugar make your pancreas work harder. They also make you older, and they put you at a greater risk for weight gain, heart attack, and stroke. Here's why I'm talking about this. Bioptimizers has a new product called Blood Sugar Breakthrough. You take two capsules 15 minutes before a meal. Your body will push carbs and glucose into your muscles for use as fuel instead of fat. That means you get stable energy and you don't have that post-meal crash. Better yet, you can improve your workouts and get better gains at the gym. But the biggest benefit is that it'll improve your overall health. Just go to bloodsugarbreakthrough.health for an exclusive 10% off. Right, except for maybe you pick up your car, which isn't that heavy because it's all carbon fiber or something. This is true. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, um, I don't. So the X three workout is a hard workout. Oh yeah, like I, I don't want to like sugarcoat and be like, oh, it's so easy to be, it, no, you know, like everybody. Ask. Like when I go to the grocery store, people ask me if I play in the NFL. They ask for my autograph, and I'm like, who do you think I am? Like you, you think. Do I look like an NFL player? I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there is one out there that looks like me. But I think they just think, you know, they see a six foot, 240 pound, really lean guy, and they're like, huh. <laughs> like that guy doesn't like, he's not a librarian. <laughs> he's something I, I'm, else. I'm totally and, laughing uh, right now because I would be one of those guys who would probably say that. I, I once is in the early days of Bulletproof. I got invited to a celebrity poker tournament and I was supposed to just be a, a, like a a audience. And a friend was like, Dave, I just put 25 grand in so you can play. It was all for charity. So I'm sitting there and I'm sitting next to this guy, just like you described your wall of muscle. And I was about to be like, Hey, like, obviously you work out like who the heck are you? And then the guy next to him, Larry David is the guy next to him says, so Tebow, what's up? And I'm like, Oh shit, that's Tim Tebow. Uh, But I had no idea who he was because I don't recognize any football Mm -hmm. player. Um, except for Nick Foles because he's a buddy. Otherwise, I'm like I'm clueless. So right. I would I would hit you up in the grocery store and be like, you must be famous. So that's uh, that's awesome. And you're getting that because you look. I mean, you're you're look at the cover of the book. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 44. You're 44, and, and I given- put on this muscle after turning 40. Yeah, like I got to point that out because that that's very rare. You're more muscular than you were. Uh, even when I when we first hung out, well, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, like forty and pounds more, yeah. How much? How many times a week, or how many minutes a week do you use the X three? The workout's ten minutes. Um, I mean, how if often? you're moving at a clip, like 
yeah, you can get it done in 10 minutes. I, I tend to catch my breath a little bit more, so it might be 15, but six days a week. So I, I basically work out okay. like an hour a week. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Life is tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it, like I said, it's, it's a hard workout. It's exhaustion beyond level. So like, like uh, I'm, the way I explain the technology is you, X3 allows you to train with greater force which gets you to a greater level of fatigue and then triggers more growth, mm -hmm. more growth than you've ever seen. And, you know, when now, now here's, here's something, um, Dr. Baker helped me out with, you know, Sean Baker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's, he's a world record weightlifter and an X3 user. And he really liked the title weightlifting is a waste of time. And it's and a great said, title. Yeah. And he says, and I lift weights. Like, and, and I, I read this and it's just like, I see it and he goes, my initial response, I got to know what this guy's saying because I don't think weightlifting is a waste of time. And when, and this is his words, when I read the book, I realize what you're trying to say. You're saying that there's just a much, much more strategic approach to reducing the chances of injury and really upregulating your opportunity for growth. Because okay. the point of working out isn't getting your workout done. You can do a shitty workout that'll never yield you progress. And you can do that every day and pat yourself on the back. But at some point, you're going to get injured. You're going to quit. And you're never going to have made any progress. And nobody looking at you will ever know you ever worked out. But he says, your programming is for absolute maximum results. And uh, yeah, I mean, he sees it. Like he sees it in his own, in his own experiences. And he, and he really mm -hmm. liked that, that name and approach. Another thing he said was you really got to point out to people and I, and I put this right on the back of the book that the fitness, like fitness as a concept is probably the most failed human endeavor. <laughs> like, true. I mean, humans have screwed up a lot of stuff, but nothing more than our health. And like we, we butchered our health and uh, you know, it's, it's, we know that being lean and being strong are the two greatest drivers of long life yet Weak and fat is how you would describe the majority of the world's population. And yeah. so and then there's people who work out and we all know, I mean, you probably know a hundred people like this. Most people probably know 10 people like this, people who go to the gym a couple days a week and have been doing so for years and they have never seen anything change. Nothing. Uh, there's a, there's one of the first references in the, so in the book, there's 250 studies that are summarized. I, by the way, I get criticized that the book is like an ad for like my products. No, I described the rationale. Look, man. Uh, yeah. You got that same kind of crap too. Yeah. Like, Oh, you, go away. You, you, you know? gotta just tell the critics to kiss your ass. Um, yeah. I, people say the same thing for him. Like guys, no one knows about collagen. No one knows about MCT oil or the benefits of butter. So yeah, I'm going to write about all that. And of course I make them cause I couldn't buy them. And now they're all billion dollar categories. So yeah. if you want to complain that an author cares enough to write a book and, and launch products about it, then don't read the books. Like you're, you're kind of an yeah. idiot. Just go and live in yeah. a cave, go and live in a cave, yeah. lift weights. And and don't make don't no learn progress. new things. Go, yeah, people go who be make fat stuff, and weak. Yeah. And, and, and post on Instagram about how loud you can grunt and throw your weights against the ground. Cause these are the kind of losers I'm dealing with. Like, like, <laughs> you know, you get like kind of nutrition trolls. I get gym people. Look, there's a, there's and a whole bunch stupid. of angry, there's the angry calorie people. And you yeah. mentioned cal calorie oh, deficit. There's the angry calorie people. They're mostly <laughs> angry cause they're in a calorie deficit. You get the angry vegans, you get the yeah. angry ketos. Right, and then you get the the angry gym people, and and all of them have something wrong biologically, 
and that's yeah. what drives their anger. And it's yeah. like you can't. Yeah, the them. gym people are in chronic pain. If they even yeah. go to the gym at all, a lot of them are in such chronic pain, they quit going to the gym. So they've got like <laughs> string bean arms and a double chin. And yet they're like going around on the, on the internet acting like they're the world's foremost experts. It's great. Now, I, <laughs> I want to ask you about these three aspects of strength that mm. a lot of people don't think about. And okay, muscle size and strength, everyone thinks about that. So that's one of them. The other one is ligaments and tendons, the, mm. the those things as growing at different rates. And the other thing is called They require wong. different stimuli. They, they do. And then there's mm -hmm. wong or interstitial tissue, which no one really thinks about in the West. But if you look at like a, a Shaolin guy, like that guy's no muscle, but they can stand on one finger and do all this stuff. It's yeah, because yeah. there's a different kind of interstitial strength. Right. When you're dealing with X3, talk to me about not just muscles, but talk to me about ligaments and tendons and that interstitial strength without bulk. How does all that work? So there's a great study from 1996 by Benjamin and Ralphs uh, that talks about fibrocartilage uptake. And they're very careful the way they worded that so that they didn't say you're growing back your cartilage or you're growing tendons and ligaments. You're thickening your tendons and ligaments. Uh, which makes them not only more powerful, but the discharge when like, let's say you trip and fall and you've got to protect yourself, put your arms up in front of you, uh, you a discharge over a larger surface area means that there's less concentration of force, thereby avoiding a, a tendinous rupture. So uh, to stimulate tendon and ligament growth, it takes very high levels of force axially. So meaning training in the strongest range with very heavy weight, weights that are far beyond what we could get in a gym. That's exactly how X3 works. Because so you're able to grow your tendons and ligaments. And this is why like so many people who use X3, you know, we have over a hundred thousand customers now and they're saying like, this is like the weirdest thing. I've had chronic tendonitis in my elbow and, you know, I never even messaged your company about it because I just thought I was just going to have to live with that forever. That was a permanent injury. And I've been like pain free since the second week of using X3. And I just thought it was a fluke. But now six months have gone by and it's just like nothing, no pain. And so that that's the reason why, because we're actually building the thickness of the tendons and the ligaments based wow. on that loading in that in that higher, uh, more capable range of motion. So remember, yeah. and we said this on, on the first, first podcast, which I urge everybody to listen to, especially listen to both of them, because there's a big change in, in what's happened since then. Um, you're seven times stronger in your impact-ready range of motion. So when you trip and fall, you go to protect yourself. The back of the hand is in line with the clavicle, so mm -hmm. right, you know, right here, and there's a 120-degree angle between upper and lower arm. So... When that happens, you can either absorb in a fall or create the greatest amount of force only in that very specific position. And it is not a linear relationship downward to where you, where you would start the movement. So it's a curve and it's a very aggressive curve. And I put, put that uh, two chapters in the book about those curves and the strength capacity. So you kind of go from, you know, X, you can hold at the bottom and then in the middle, you might be at like two X, 
but at the top you're more like 5x got it Mm -hmm. uh that makes uh that makes a lot of sense and it has to do too with the like the stretchiness of the band just happens to work out nicely with Mm -hmm. uh, with that okay we we did have to do some engineering there but yeah i i can imagine um i had a a thing about maybe four years ago uh when sarms were were something i was i was working to bring into biohacking um Mm -hmm. i put on 29 pounds of muscle in six weeks without changing my workout um, or, uh, or my nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ended up giving myself a shoulder injury cause like my strength grew dramatically, but my ligaments and tendons yeah, didn't, they didn't. That that's a problem with anabolic steroids too. Yeah, it, it is. Yep. Uh, and I did heal it. I used stem cells and all that sort of stuff. So my oh, range okay. of motion and pain and all is, is gone. Um, when people are doing SARMs or anabolic steroids, they're putting on muscle rapidly but they're doing the X3, are they less likely in your experience? There may not be a study, but just from what you've seen, are they less likely to experience an injury compared to weightlifting? Speaking from experience and uh, MRIs that people have sent me, the answer is yes. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.